Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Emmett, throughout this movie, will never not fall for a demon trick. At yeah. one point, I wanted the demon to sit him down and give him a pet talk and just be like, Emmett, buddy, come on down. <laughs> just because I talk in Abby's voice, I, she's not better. All right, so here, here's, I'm going to try it, and don't believe me, okay? So, Emmett, <laughs> I'm all better now. Baby, you're all better now. No, see, this is what I'm talking about. I even, I even gave you a heads up that time. You're taking the fun out of this. Can I be honest with you? <laughs> you kind of wrecking this for me. God awful... Movie, movie, movie. Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because it's the only thing that makes the lamb stop screaming. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting 700 miles <laughs> to my immediate left is my good friend Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back, sir. Thanks, Noah. So, uh, you know who fucks? <laughs> Who fucks, man? Who this fucks? movie <laughs> fucks so hard. I oh my god! I'm currently staying in an abusive relationship with this movie just for the dick game. It <laughs> yep, is so good, Christ. understandable. And of course, you've already heard him, but I'm going to introduce him anyway. Sitting 900 miles to my northeast is my bad friend Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? I'm dressed entirely in fur. That's how I am, Noah. I'm dressed entirely in fur. <laughs> I'm wearing a real gold crown, white rimmed sunglasses in a All darkened right. room. All, All right. right. Typical recording day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's 70s week. All right. So tell us, Heath, what will we be breaking down today? We watched Abby. It's a black exploitation Christian movie about a sexual prankster demon who takes over the body of a beautiful woman in Kentucky and Fuck murders its way through town. Um, I can't really add any commentary to right? that. Right? You don't? <laughs> That's the movie. And it's not a it's comedy amazing. premise. <laughs> yeah. This is not the setup. That's, that's, that's the that's joke. That's what we watched. As, as you're going through, I'm, I'm just like, yeah, wow. I, I I hope he just stops at the end of the synopsis. You cannot add to this. <laughs> no. No. This is like Poe's Law, the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Eli. How bad was this movie? Well, if you love The Exorcist, but the devil isn't a bad enough mother... Shut your mouth! I'm just talking about Abby. <laughs> you <laughs> will love... If, if Shaft meets The Exorcist, it's the best good bad it's possible. Right? Yes. It, you, all the postmodern, ironic, South Park, Thanksgiving writers, they all need to sit Fuck down and watch you. Abby. Exactly. This. This is good, bad. Everyone meant it. Everyone meant yep. it 100% of the time. And when they were done, they were like, I did an amazing job. And then they snorted <laughs> 1979 and they walked the fuck away. 
<laughs> yeah, no, this is the bad that made me love bad movies. I'm so excited that this will now top the alphabetical list of movies we've done. We're never doing a movie about Moses's brother, okay? Just, <laughs> this one stays at the top. All right, is there anything you guys want to nominate it for being the best at being the worst at? Yeah, I'm going to say uh, best worst combination of superpowers. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, so this prankster fuck demon has the most ridiculous, unrelated suite <laughs> of evil powers. Like, we'll get to it and explain the exact details. But it's like, imagine if Superman was also really good at, like, using lefty scissors with his right hand. <laughs> and and, and they, they made a movie, and he used that power for almost an entire movie. But but then at the end, he reverses the rotation of the earth to go back in time yeah, and right. like, <laughs> right. prevent a paper cut. It's just wildly asymmetrical with the powers. You know when your older brother was like, hey, play Mortal Kombat with me, and you didn't know how any of the things worked? And then he'd like get bored and be like, oh, here's how you throw your spear. And you'd be like, fuck, that's what this evil demon's experience of possession is like. He's like, I have, I can fly. Oh, shit. I can just teleport to right behind you. Fuck, that's just downtown okay. up. All, All right. right. I was just doing sweep the leg the whole time. <laughs> All right. I was going to go with best worst wind machine value. Oh, I will challenge either of you guys right here and now to name a single interior set in this movie that isn't subjected to a whirlwind tornado storm at some point in the film. Challenge Pass. not right? <laughs> right? Every I, fucking room in this movie, at some point, they bring in the wind machine, blow some fucking papers around it. Yeah. I heard there were real tornadoes when this was shot, and they were all like, oh, it's a curse. It's a curse. <laughs> also, it's the devil. Because we're doing demon stuff. That's what it is. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with best worst music cues. So I should clarify, this has the greatest music of all time, this oh. movie. Oh. But the way that it transitions from <laughs> creepy haunted house to all in on disco yep. is <laughs> so insane that I Googled like, how long is Abby? And then I checked the time on my movie because I thought maybe they had edited out some scenes for yeah. YouTube. But no, nope. <laughs> no, nope. the makers of this movie were like, boo, bored, haunted house, boring. <laughs> All when music was just a bassist. Uh, amen, brother. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to all have to fit into the Wayback Machine together to make this one happen, so we're going to pause for a quick break, and when we come back, we'll dive into all the groovy action of Abby. So you guys want to do the interstitials and stuff first, or just start with the A segment and then do it after? The A segment, you wretched worm. Cool. Yeah, we'll start right. with the A segment. Also, everybody ready? I'm going to set up Zencast. You're so. too feeble cool. to be ready. You shall all be crushed beneath the hooves of my demonic cavalry. Yeah, right. you're right. right. You're right. Uh, give me one second. I just need a sip of mango nectar. Jesus, really? Just, I mean, like, shoot a caulking gun full of sugar into your neck. It would just be easier. I like nectar. Guys, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, so, Noah, sorry. Yep. Well, see, actually, that's the thing. I'm not Noah. You, yes, you are. It says... What? Says Noah on Skype. That's one here. No, you. No, you are. No, I'm the demon god Eshu. See, I, I possess Noah. Like, I don't know. It's been like 
six days ago now, and literally nobody has noticed. You did what now? I mean, I mean, like, no, I've done this before. I mean, I'm not new to this d- demonic possession thing. Normally, just the raspy voice is enough to give it away. Yeah, Noah smokes a lot. Like, a lot. No, I know. People have been saying I sound better. So, so then I was like, you know, I was like really mean to people, which is sort of a demon thing, but everybody was like, you know, whatever. I mean, the most I ever got was that somebody said I was a little grumpy. Oh. I mean, I, I don't How do we put this? Uh, 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 we're, uh, I want to say used to it. Used to it. Okay. Yes, used to it. Yeah, all right. But, but see, oh, look, I stood outside a church the other day screaming about what a whore Mother Mary was for an hour and a half. And, and all they said was, weird to see you here on a Wednesday. Yeah. Usually goes Sundays. Yeah. No, I, they, yeah, no, they told me. I said, okay. Mm-hmm. But, but then I got desperate, right? So I thought about the, like the thing in the movie, the fuck me Jesus thing with the crucifix up my ass. I did that. That was you? Yeah. That's cool. Still, wow. you know, nobody was like, hey, Noah's acting really unusual. Nothing. I got, I got to be honest. It's getting kind of depressing. No, I, yeah. I see that. I see that. And mm-hmm. I, I sympathize. But honestly, you're, I mean, that crucifix in the ass thing was so good for Patreon. We, what did we make? Like 150 extra bucks? Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Wait, hold on, though. Um, did you also possess Eli last September by any chance? Uh, no. Yeah, no, that was just me. I made that choice. Go to a doctor. No. Yeah, this all tracks. <laughs> and we're back for the breakdown, and we're going to start off by meeting Dr. Williams, professor of bad motherfuckery and sweet, sweet lovemaking. The opening <laughs> music of this movie is better than nine-tenths of the movie oh, we've watched. <laughs> my, my very first note here is uh, there is no black cast movie bad enough to have bad music, right? Because like, yep. we're looking at like hair in front of the lens, bad camera work, and the music is awesome. Yep. Yeah. My, my first note here is somebody at this playground is about to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and they will. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And who will fuck? The king of fucking cartoons. I'm sorry, I could oh, not yeah, get... Oh, yeah, Playhouse, yes, right? Yes, I could not get over that the entire fucking movie. Now, I know I'm old. I'm not speaking to our 30 and under crowd when I say this, but the main character in this fucking movie, the star of Blackula and Blackula 2, this was the king of fucking cartoons on Pee-wee's Playhouse, and that's all I could think about through this entire <laughs> fucking movie. <laughs> Which means that at some point that actor wandered over and he was like, ha ha, hey, how's it going? Are you enjoying it? And he was like, get the fuck away from me, man. <laughs> I'm trying to have sex with these five women and two men at the same time. And he was like, oh. You know them movies you're going to get caught jerking off to? I'm in a motherfucker. <laughs> Can I watch? No. You release a CD. Which you do. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, so we meet the king of cartoons. Um, He's the cool professor at college. He's about to go away to Nigeria for some studies, and all the students have gotten together to throw him a little going away party. Oh, and the compliments here are fucking amazing. It's It's just students gathered around being like, you're so cool. You're like Indiana Jones, but with a bigger, blacker penis. Yeah, he's he's (laughs) Illinois Jones. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm going to Nigeria, but 
First, I'm going to shape this diamond with my amazing mustache, and then you can finish complimenting me. Okay. But there's one character in this scene who I need to discuss because she is religiously important to me, and that is open your fucking present, girl. Yes! So, <laughs> throughout this scene, one character will intersperse every other piece of dialogue with, open your present! Open it! <laughs> Open your fucking present. I was with her if by the end of it. If you don't open that present, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. Like, well, and while she's trying to get him to open his present, everyone else is standing around expositing, right? Like, literally, the lines are like, why, Eshu, the Nigerian god, is a mean son of a bitch that you sure open wouldn't it. want to be possessed by. <laughs> yeah, right. But it's the laziest fucking exposition you can imagine. It's just the main characters talking about the exposition, right? Mm. So, but eventually he opens the goddamn present right about the time she starts ripping her hair from her skull. And it's a giant crucifix. So my notes at this point are, see, Christian movie. Yes. Yeah. It's ridiculously oversized. Oh, yeah. It's Flava Flav's crucifix. Well, it's nuts. Right. And it's, it's like bright silver and so bright that it seems like you should be able to like unwrap it and find some chocolate with puffed rice in it or something in there. <laughs> Anyway, okay, so now we, we head to Nigeria um, for the credits, and the credit font is too dark to see against the shadowy backdrops, and that made me so happy. You right. could read, like, one in three names. <laughs> now, gentlemen, I, I have a question. I want to admit my own biases and be radically vulnerable here. In the montage of uh, the citizens of Africa going about their day, is there just a lady hitting the ground with a stick? Is that <laughs> um, one of... There's a team of, of uh, Nigerian yes. ground slappers. They have dedicated tools for this yep. ground slapping. Moving around a bowl. Yes. They, they do move bolt. What does the movie think is happening in Africa? I wonder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My note here is Lululu Africa stuff. Africa stuff is my favorite <laughs> stuff. <laughs> the, yeah. The, the knowledge of Africa in 1974 was. Africa equals safari stuff and <laughs> ground slapping. Yeah, and ground so that's slapping. All we're seeing. I mean, honestly, mud slapping could be the number one pastime in Nigeria. Like this movie doesn't know much about Africa, I'm sure, but it knew more than us. So, <laughs> yeah. so Doctor Williams goes to the cave of plot devices, and I wrote in my notes. Good, I was sick of all the lighting. <laughs> it's so good. He's he's in this cave, and he like picks up just. A piece of like chopped firewood is what he has. Mm -hmm. And he's like, look, I found some Nigerian wood. And <laughs> one of his students is like, no, no, no. Turn it slightly. There's 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 a plot device. Look at the car. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, oh, this enormous erect penis on the other side. I hadn't noticed that yet. Uh, That's true. It clearly got carved into the Good thing Nigerian you told wood. me to turn this. I was I was gonna throw this away. I gotta be honest, I was gonna yeah. burn it. I thought it was in the way. <laughs> also, just sound note here, he is wearing, because, I mean, obviously you wear your giant chains on safari, and mm. he is also wearing a lavalier mic, which means that this scene opens with, yeah. Yeah. I wanted him to be like, I'm sorry, I'm wearing a chain wallet, let me take this off, this is a somber occasion. <laughs> so yeah, so he turns over the, I don't know, the fucking hollow Nigerian demon tube, he notices that it has a carved penis. He strokes the carved penis for just a minute, and then they open it up, right? 
They're like, oh, this is hollow inside. We should open it up and find out what demons are inside. Yep. And it turns out it was filled, much like myself, with dust and screams. (laughs) 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 Filled with dust and screams. The Eli Bosnick story. Yeah, there you go. Comes out next week. (laughs) All of a sudden, yeah, there's the giant windstorm in this little cave. And they start flying in all the directions at once. Everybody's just like, fuck, it was filled with wind from a mime. And they're just like (laughs) grabbing things and doing stuff. But none of it makes any sense. No, (laughs) no. But important note here, first interior scene, windstorm in it. Just keep keep track of that. But yeah, there's a windstorm and there's dust and there's demon laughs and there's a, a clip of a slowly rotating demon head we'll see again. And then we're back to the good old U.S. of A., where a family is moving into a house. Right. And the the purpose of this scene is for the, the mom character, who, whose name I never got. Mama take, Potter. Mama Potter. Mom. Thank you. Mama Potter to take literally whatever sentence someone else says in the exposition and turn it into, there's nothing better than a man and a woman sentence someone else just said. That is all she does this entire, they'll be like, oh, I love our new house. And she'll be like, mm, 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 mm. nothing better than a man and a woman in a new house. house. Yeah, and right. everyone freezes because she hasn't added any information. And then they continue on. It's like she had a bet with the script yeah, writer. She right. was like, I can fucking, I'll just jazz my way through this. Don't write me any lines. All right, so we're going to meet four (laughs) key characters in this scene. We're going to meet Abby, the eponymous Abby. We're going to meet Emmett. That's Abby's husband. We meet Mama Potter, already mentioned. And we meet Cass. This is Abby's brother. He's a cop. He shows up while they're moving in. Yeah. And uh, the clothing in this movie, and I'm guessing in the whole decade of the 70s, makes me so happy. Like, no, no, you were alive for some of the 70s. Did everyone dress like they're in a musical all the time? I mean, I was four when the 70s ended. But yes, like all the pictures of okay. me. I feel like they did. From that time. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I need to talk for just a second about how fucking beautiful Carol Speed is. Carol Speed plays oh. Abby. And Carol Speed is that sort of natural beauty that was only allowed for like 10 minutes between 1970 and 1980. And then they were like, no, cover it in plat." But she's just, she's shiny gorgeous. And she's like this cult hit of everything. And we won't get to do nine tenths of her movies, including disco Godfather and black Samson. But she is. Why would we not do Black Samson? <laughs> I feel like we could do yeah. Black Samson. Yeah. It has the word Samson in it. <laughs> That's hey, really. I'm down. If you guys are down, I'm fucking down. <laughs> but she is. She is a delight in this movie from moment one, and I just I needed to I needed to declare it for the world to hear. I need it on the digital record. Yeah, she yeah. was too good for this film. Yes, and it gets better because she's going to become like evil and aggressive, and it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so real quick, fill you in on the exposition here. Emmett is a pastor. This is a free house that was donated to his church that they won't have to pay taxes on. So that's nice. I'm not saying anybody deserves demonic possession, but if anybody deserves demonic possession, that's exposition one. Exposition two is that Abby just got her marriage counseling certificate, and she's really, people need to calm down about it because she's on the verge of being too proud of that. (laughs) <laughs> not sure I understand how that's a possibility, but it's a sad life. Mm-hmm. And throughout this scene, how do we talk about this chicken? 
So they're eating chicken, which okay, is they, problematic. They nearly do the goddamn spaghetti thing from Lady and the Tramp with fried okay. chicken. That's the thing is they do like, you know, that annoying couple who got married and then they did like a big video of them smashing wedding cake into each other's face. They do that with chicken throughout this scene. Multiple. They're having a chicken fight. One of them turns into a dartboard. They're playing chicken darts. There's a lot of a lot of space work being done with this chicken. <laughs> I Honestly, like, I don't get the like the shoving the chicken in someone's face. Like, I'd ruin all this amazing chicken work. I just like eat it and be yeah. like, all right. thank you. Yeah, <laughs> the way to a man's heart. Abby right. loses a finger. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So late that night, the house is much creepier. Yes. And I just want to point out that we we first get an establishing shot of the witching hour of 11.03 p.m. It's like they missed yeah. it, right? And didn't know they could roll it back. They're like, fuck, guys, guys, we're late. Set up the camera. So good. <laughs> the, the establishing shots in this movie are 90% of the movie. Oh, That's God. Pretty much all we get. So here we get like 10 minutes of just crazy loud cricket noise. And it's just like, we get it. It's nighttime. There's wolves howling at the moon for another 10 minutes. And then they show the clock at 11.03 until 11.13. So we get it. And like crickets having loud human conversations. It's it's nuts. Yeah. Every one of the establishing shots is like that. Yeah. So what we're seeing here is demon's eye view of the interior of the house. But you don't realize that for a while because the demon got sucked into that clock for a solid six minutes. It was just watching the clock. Hello. <laughs> What's this? The big <laughs> hangy pension. I'm going to check this out. Sorry, demon. Demon. Trying to <laughs> I better go possess somebody. So, yeah. So the demon goes up to the bedroom, slams the door, and there's a whirlwind in the bedroom because it's an interior shot. Yep. And the husband wakes up and he's like, ah, honey, did the, uh, the whole house shake and almost collapse just now? And she's like, look, if you want to fuck, just be honest. You don't have to pretend... There's a sex demon no, destroying No, no, I really, I'm pretty sure I heard Eshu, the uh, Nigerian uh, prankster fuck demon. I don't, <laughs> I'm not just making this up. The excuses men will make, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he wakes her up. He's like, hey, honey, did you feel a demon windstorm and shit? And she's like, nope, sure don't. I sleep like Heath. And she, uh, she's like, but while we're up, we might as well both fuck. So they fuck. Not so they exactly fuck. like Heath. No. <laughs> <laughs> She Up gets until to be then. the small spoon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next morning, Abby's in the shower and she starts having a very, very loud orgasm. And that yep. led me to believe perhaps Lucinda is possessed by demons, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's like someone was setting up the psycho montage. They were like, oh, we're going to do like a psycho tribute. And they were like, oh, that's super cool. Yeah, great idea. But then they got to see... Carol Speed in the shower, and they were like, ah, new plan. New plan. <laughs> um, you know, I was thinking maybe instead of the. A you new could plan. loudly masturbate for us. <laughs> well, what I thought I love we were going to this... do a static. Shut the fuck up, Kyle. <laughs> what I love the most about this scene is we see her in the shower, you know, from the shoulders up, orgasming for quite a minute. And then we cut out to the psycho shot, right? To the to the silhouette in the shower. And they were going for like, there's a demon in there with her. But they fell <laughs> short, I think. Nope. 
They were going for there's a demon in there, but it ends up as you're hogging the hot water. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Just like an enormous, like, grimace from McDonald's in the shower with her. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm fucking freezing over here. This is ridiculous. (laughs) I'm not trying to be a dick, but I'm going to envelop you and get all the water. This is nuts. You know how, like, half your skin gets cold? I'm like the dark side of the moon over here. This is crazy. (laughs) All right, yeah, so I have no idea how to feel about that scene, but I loved it. So we move from that to Abby doing laundry in the basement. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wind slams the door closed, and she's trapped in the basement. And I wrote in my notes, oh, well, might as well masturbate some more. No? Okay, different no. direction. <laughs> and the sound effect of the door closing, it's like they pushed the wrong button because it's a karate chop. <laughs> the door closes. Whoopa! This nuts. He's like, hi, hi, kia, door closed. Like, yeah. <laughs> like th- that door closed and somebody just learned risk control at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So she gets trapped and there's some growly demon noises. And guess what? There's a giant windstorm in the basement, guys. I, I kid you not. Yep. Third giant windstorm in the first eight minutes of this movie. And then she screams, but in a bad way this time. So the demon's like, sorry, I was just fucking with you. Oh, here. <laughs> yeah. well, and she also goes, Emmett? Which made me wonder if Emmett makes it a habit of locking her places as like a prey. <laughs> All right. So now it's the next night. They have they have the two outdoor establishing shots, right? One for day and one for night. So we see the night one again. And Abby and Emmett are having dinner with her family. Um, and Cass, during this dinner, asks about Emmett's dad, Dr. Williams in Nigeria. To which... Emmett gets really, really defensive and is like, my dad doesn't have anyone to fuck. I have someone to fuck. What was the question? <laughs> Sorry. Someone, oh, what's he doing in his archaeology expedition? Well, yeah, right. no, I just asked if he had unlocked any African demon grips recently, man. I don't know why you're... He's not fucking, I could tell you that. <laughs> I, I fuck, fuck my wife. I fuck Carol Speed. He's definitely not getting fucked by steam grimace in the shower. Just me. Okay, sir. Wondering. Nancy Pelosi was going to say I was going to freak out. So that's why. <laughs> she clapped for us. All right. So, yeah. So eventually the the well, we close on a little Jesus joke, right? The brother's like, hey, why, why are we drinking water? Can't your guy turn this into wine? And everybody laughs like the end of a Scooby-Doo episode. They they freeze and then they realize they're not ending the scene on a freeze. <laughs> yeah, like, yes. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought someone was going <laughs> to. No, no I don't have any wine. Get some whiskey then. This is Waters. <laughs> you invited me for dinner. Okay. Boo. Well, and then they go to toast to the new home, but all the glasses explode all at once. And we completely ignore whatever consequences of that there might have been. That scene's over now, and we're at a church buffet with Abby and her mom. Like, the cut was on a time delay. Like, they freeze-framed. <laughs> Someone called cut, but they had to slow down the 1970s camera by stopping the horse that was powering it. So it cuts 22 <laughs> seconds too late. All right, so we see Mama Potter again, who I love. She is auditioning for a fucking Lysol commercial in every single scene. Oh. But in this, this is the scene where they're, uh, they're cutting up chicken again. Second time chickens oh. come up. It's the movie, guys. It's not us. But she is demon possessed, so she gets like super duper into the chicken blood. And and this is the first time, but not the last, that Carol will demonstrate possession by ro- you ever put peanut butter on a dog's nose? That is what Carol Speed 
will do to demonstrate her possession. Just like, <laughs> nah, nah. But okay, I'm sorry. What I love the most about this scene, even before she starts freaking out about it, is they they have to like, you know, it's the Christian space work thing. They had to have a couple of lines there for him to say before the uh, before the blood and uh, obsession began or whatever. So what they chose is Teehee, Sister Green sure has a silly laugh, and someone saying, boy, why did God make chickens necks so long? That's what they came <laughs> up with. <laughs> Just cut over to Ray Comfort. You see how the chicken's neck fits right into your hand for swinging it around <laughs> to death? It's got to be able to transfer the sins into, you see, it's... it's. <laughs> Jewish people were great beta testers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but yeah, so she sees the chicken blood, gets all orgasmy again, and then she starts chopping her arm open. Look, we've all been there. <laughs> Have we? So... <laughs> And they, but nobody acknowledges it. She's like, for a good five minutes, just like, all right, well, I've been staring at my bloody hands for a while. Now I'm going to slowly cut into my arm, looks around. Oh, nobody. Okay. I mean, I thought I would get some attention there. Cut, slowly mm. cutting some more. And no, it's like, hey, um, sorry to bother you, but if I'm off base, you know, please correct me. Any chance you're slitting your wrist with a giant knife? Like somebody <laughs> needed to jump in. <laughs> They wait until she gets to, like, her shoulder, and then they're like, okay, the shoulder's far enough, Abby. Come <laughs> yeah. on. Draw a line. <laughs> well, and what I love the most, okay, so this is a 70s movie, so you have to expect this. From the scene of her chopping her arm up, we cut immediately to her husband talking to the doctor without her in the room about what just happened. And this, do oh, man, this doctor, <laughs> he's the origin of the opiate crisis. He's like, gave her something to help her sleep and uh, some heroin. Tell her uh, <laughs> not to cut her arm open again. All right, I'm a doctor. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> also, yes, uh, has she been depressed lately? And her husband's like, uh, no, it's 1974. Depression won't exist for like 30 years. So, yeah, no, she's cool. fine. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did, did you want to talk directly to the person who... Cut her own wrist or maybe in the docs like, yeah, yeah. Let me just talk to the woman about her own medical care. Classic. No, no I'm, cool. I'm leaving. Do you want to know what cigarette I recommend or not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we cut to her in bed, recovering very sadly with mom. And she's she's crying like a goddamn three year old at this point. Very annoying scene. This was an interesting, yeah, this was a weird choice. She's like having a tantrum about it. Yeah. Right? Also, mom's solution for her stabbing herself, a cold towel. Some tussin. A little <laughs> tussin. Yeah. All right. So now we cut to church. Abby sings in the church choir, and she's nailing it, chopped up arm and all. Right? Oh, this is the most baby-making Jesus music you have ever heard. Which is good because we get four and a half minutes of it during this establishing shot yeah, of the it's, church. It's the national anthem. Yeah. It is a while. Was there a really long like subtitle I missed during this establishing shot that we we're supposed to be reading? Like it, it was <laughs> excessive this time, even more than normal. I will say there's one moment. It was worth it because there's one great moment where there's this very large gentleman in the very back pew who has a fucking headache and is done with this establishing shot. <laughs> and he makes it all worthwhile. But yeah, so she sings for us, and now the husband is going to preach for us. And and as he prays, the demon inside Abby starts getting super uncomfortable. I'm like, ooh, ooh, make her come again. But it doesn't. <laughs> no, she does the, 
the loud coughing in church thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and again, nobody's acknowledging the clearly no. like demon thing that's happening to her again. This is the same woman who like sliced her arm open because of a demon yesterday. And like the the, the pastor's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's fine. You know, as I was saying, God is love. Like nobody don't. Don't don't bother with this. Like, are there lots of invisible demon choking false alarms at this church that they like? Well, demon or no, when somebody's choking to death behind you, you think you'd say something. You think you'd do more than the like over the shoulder half look at the asshole at the movie theater who's talking too much. That's all her husband does. She throws a man through a door and vomits on him. And the church is like, typical. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so that's how it Funny. how it all ends. They they start to try to get her up off of the uh, the stage so she won't fuck up the sermon. She freaks out, throws a guy through a door, and pukes on him. So that night, Emmett's sitting on his steps with that you know that my wife just threw a dude through a door and puked on him. Look on his face when the We've phone been rings. There. Also shirtless for it, no reason. Well, yeah. let's let's I mean. face it. There was a reason. Um, <laughs> so the phone rings. It's Emmett's dad in Nigeria. Right. And he answers the phone, yes, yes. That's like the first, he picks up and that's what he says. And then an operator comes on and is like, hi, uh, you answer the phone weird. I have your dad on the line. Is that how, like, how did phones work in 1974? You call an operator and you're like, figure this fucking out. I don't know. Get back to me whenever you get my dad in Nigeria. If you were trying to call Nigeria, yes, absolutely. I'm sure that was how it worked in 74. You call somebody and you go like, all right, I got a tricky one for you. <laughs> Carol, down at the uh, at the mint store, I've got one that'll bang your noodle. <laughs> <laughs> Connect me to Nigeria. All right. So, yeah, so he call, he's talking to his dad. He's like, hey, do you have any advice on, you know, demon-possessed wives that puke on people and shit? And he's being euphemistic here. Yes. He can't stop downplaying it so that his dad thinks it's absolutely not a big deal. He's like, yeah, Abby's been acting. All right. She vomited and and then threw a guy through a door. Weird lately. Yeah. He says she's <laughs> just not. Her, it sounds like he's describing PMS. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You, you got to specify. Dad's not imagining attacking a guy and puking on him when you say not herself. <laughs> no, it's nothing. Nothing serious, just normal, normal stuff. Just a couple of weird things. Any chance you released a penis demon in Nigeria? Because <laughs> that would explain a lot. What? No, no. <laughs> I don't even under, understand. Like Eshu, the Nigerian penis prankster. I mean, what? No. <laughs> All right. So that night, Emmett comes in with a very, very small dish towel, just barely wrapped around his groins, ready to fuck. Oh, and some and some biblical dirty talk. What? <laughs> Look, I try the same thing with Anna with similar results. She kicks me in the penis and laughs at me in demon. It's not great. <laughs> oh. Okay, so you walk it. You say I am black and comely a lot. That's yeah. like one of your lines. Uh-huh. Let's let me just say it hasn't worked out for me so yeah. far. I, I honestly, most people stop me at I'm black. <laughs> I don't even get to I'm comely most of the time. <laughs> Maybe you're not wearing the towel right. You got to, I don't know. It's about the you need, towel. You need a smaller towel. But she, yeah, she reacts by kicking him in the fucking dick and then dancing on the bed and laughing like a child again. <laughs> Which, I mean, whatever you're into, right? It's not for me to judge. Right. But then it cuts to him having a conversation with the brother 
And again, he's being euphemistic. He's like, hey, when you were kids, did Abby ever, and he doesn't say kick you in the penis and vomit on people. He's like, <laughs> um, act go weird. Little, yes. Act weird. Yeah. Yes. Did you ever act out of the ordinary <laughs> in her entire childhood? Or would you say her entire childhood fell within the margin of ordinary? <laughs> did she ever laugh like, uh, the Joker just kicked Batman in the penis after <laughs> Batman tried to fuck him. Anything like that? No? Okay. And he says no. So so Emmett goes with his other possibility he's got in mind. He's like, okay, so as a cop, you're familiar with a lot of high people. Is there a kick your husband in the balls and puke on his congregants kind of drug that she might be on? Or yep. no? I mean... I don't know there where is. she get it. There is. <laughs> it's, called, it's called bath salts, man. So, but Cass takes offense to this. Not only is she not on drugs, but she's damn not on drugs. <laughs> and okay, so then we cut to that, that that night at that house establishing shot that they have, which we're seeing now for the fourth time. And Abby is doing her first uh, marriage counseling. Uh, she starts with a prayer book, so I'm pretty sure she uh, she fails, right? Yep. Good to know that the demon doesn't make her marriage counseling services any worse. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, but then Emmett comes in uh, during her marriage counseling, which seems a little weird, right? Wouldn't you think? He's like, you mind if I sit in? I just, I love to watch your work. So you were saying you think you're gay and you've cheated on her with men and you don't, you don't know if you can stop. So I just love to watch. I love to watch. Carry on, carry on. I was listening at the door. There's not room on this love seat, but I'm going to smash in anyway. <laughs> I'm going to sit inside of you for the rest of today's counseling. But then when Emmett comes back in, Abby goes all demon voice again. And nobody acknowledges that ever in the movie. No. Once when she switches to like the guy from Scream with the modulator on the phone, like all of a sudden she's yelling and in that voice and nobody ever says anything. Nope. No. Nope. In fact, Everybody acts as though she looks and is acting totally normally. She's just saying slightly different things, right? Because yeah. what she says is, I'm going to take him upstairs and fuck the shit out of him. And they're like, well, that's that's one answer for the marriage, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> can, can we hear other options? <laughs> Again, still better than the prayer book. Does her voice seem raspy? I want. I feel like we're focusing on the the content of what she said. Now, now I want to talk about the voice, but no, none of that. So yeah, so Emmett freaks out. She starts like ripping her clothes off, trying to fuck the the husband or husband to be that she's counseling or whatever. So Emmett carries her into the bedroom and has a very stern like, "Stop echoing so much when you laugh." Talk with her. <laughs> he really does. And then she rapes him. Yep. I want it so badly for it to flash cut to another phone call. Hey, Dad, never mind. It's awesome. It is. Uh, <laughs> you ever get punched yeah. in the face? Oh, I, uh, that's the best. We'll take that's notes. The best. I'll, I'll talk to you when you get back from Nigeria. Just Have you ever heard of pegging? Have you ever? <laughs> while you're there, open as many wooden things as you can. That's all I can say. <laughs> Just keep. Seriously, if you see, if you see anything a can of, with a dick carved on it. You open that shit up. You see a bottle of Ovaltine, just crack that shit open just in case. I'm telling you. <laughs> All right. So now we got to an old white lady showing up at the house the next day. Again, at length, right? The establishing <laughs> shots all have to be 11 minutes. I wanted her so badly to be like, hello, I hear this is where someone can get the shit beat out of them. <laughs> I'm here to be a pig bitch. Yes. <laughs> 
I'll black sheet the windows. Let's get this shit started. <laughs> All right. So she, she shows up at the house. Nobody answers the door. So she just goes in because it's the 70s. Fuck it. And uh, she she goes actually all the way into the bedroom and she's like, uh, hey there, Abby, I'm Miss Wiggins, the organist. We know each other. So it's odd that I would introduce myself in this way. <laughs> Just here to hang out. Nothing related to arm stabbing, projectile vomiting or Your husband. Just wanted threatening, me to, threatening to rape a guy. You. <laughs> Normal hangout time. But. The demon in Abby knows Mrs. Wiggins' sordid history. She had a child out of wedlock. Oh, because it's, now is this pre or post The Exorcist? Oh, this I is post, post because yeah. they stole this entire yeah every, everything oh, about it. Was, yeah, they got okay. sued for it and had to take it out of theaters. <laughs> <laughs> because this scene is The Exorcist, but. Like the demon doesn't have anything good to say. It's right, just like yes. you you dare enter my room, Jay Walker. <laughs> I will merry go round you. What? Right, who, we who will wrote do the like lines? ring around the rosy of death. <laughs> he, yeah. He, he he spins her the demon spins her too fast and, and slaps her, which which leads me to this. He have you considered your dad might have just been possessed through most of your childhood? <laughs> Wait, Wait, this is an know, option. This, this was a tender moment. <laughs> what you mean exactly? All right, she was encouraging a, that white lady to be yeah, better, a better person. <laughs> That's how you learn. Okay, and just a quick note for the uh, screenwriters on this one: you can't say I want to play a rhyming game in a scary way. Okay, that's nope. just not a possible thing. You've got a decent actress here. She's not going to nail that. It's not possible. Also, uh, if you want a character to play a rhyming game, they should rhyme for more than, I would say, one line. Yes. It's like, the way we will go, you that's what you know. Anyways, I'm going to murder you now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going <laughs> to give you a spinny <laughs> ring around the rosy heart attack. Orange. Shah. <laughs> Silver. Duh. Purple. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> All right, so door hinge runs with orange. Hold on, um, Nurple, Nurple. <laughs> no, I'm going to go back, go back, go back. We're doing that no, merry-go-round thing. Nurple's not a word. Um, all right. So, yeah, so she gives her a heart attack, which takes an awful lot of spit, apparently. You've got to froth oh. up a lot of spit to give a heart attack. Mm -hmm. um, and then Emmett gets home, and here's the demon upstairs shouting about how much fun it's having killing Mrs. Wiggins. Yep. <laughs> he was like, "Killing's the best, super fun." Wait, shut up, shut up! My husband's home. Shut yeah, up. right, right. <laughs> I'm behind the bed or something. Oh, you're dead. Yep. Yeah. He comes up. It's too late. Mrs. Wiggins is dead. And then we cut to Emmett and the doctor on the porch again, where he delivers the spectacular understatement, the line of the movie. Right after all of this, the doctor turns to Emmett and goes, "This is all very unusual." <laughs> That is his reaction to a fucking possession and murder. You had to be ready for some shit in the 70s, I guess. Was she already a demon by any chance? No. I, that's not something I did. Oh, well, I am demon stumped. In there, I am stumped. Did we do the heroin? Yeah, we did. I No, no idea. No idea. Well, and what's great is he questions the heroin. He's like, hey, is there anything in those pills that might have? And he's like, that was pure cocaine, my friend. I am insulted. Yeah, right. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. Just for that, I won't tell you what the smoother cigarette is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but the doctor's very clear. Your wife's not high. She's fucking nuts. 
Um, and then we we head back to Nigeria. It's very rainy there. We have uh, a nine minute establishing shot of how rainy it is. I stopped yeah. to play Toto here. Uh, and, I think uh, we all stopped to mm-hmm. play Toto. And if you at home would like to stop to play Toto, we totally understand. And you know who would appreciate it? Toto. Because it's really, not been yeah. a great no. decade for them. All right. So Emmett's, uh, <laughs> this is Emmett's dad, and he's getting another call from Emmett. Uh, and Emmett's like, you know, my wife just killed someone. I've been trying to get through to you for two hours. I'm like, wow, there were better uses of your two hours than that. Yep. So, and keep in mind from Emmett's dad's perspective, from Dr. Williams's perspective, it goes straight from she hasn't been herself lately to she just killed someone with a heart attack. Yep. It escalates very quickly in his mind. <laughs> and, but dad knows what's happening here because he released the demon and he knew that, right? So he's just like, Hey, son, you enjoy getting punched in the face and fuck? I mean, how's everything? I just, uh, you good? or <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Abby murdered an old lady. Um, I'm good other than that, I guess. Um, pegging is the best, though. That was fun. That was Still great. good. Yeah. Well, what I love here, too, is like, you know, okay, maybe the dad's figured out what was going on, but why the fuck would Emmett think she needs a world-class archaeologist right now? Right? Like, yep. what does he think his dad's going to do? He just got so many compliments at the beginning of the movie that everyone will assume he can do all things throughout. I guess, yeah. <laughs> I love at one point, dad's on the phone here and he he looks over at, you know, one of his students or like the Nigerian guy who's like in his office. Mm-hmm. And he's like, penis demon murdered an old lady. Well, I don't talk to your boy. Like, figure this out. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I might be a while. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so he agrees to come home early and help, but... But after he hangs up the phone, there's a wind fight, the cyclone in the room that he's in, because God damn it, it's a set. That's right. They paid for that wind machine and they're going to get their money's worth. Damn, aren't they? All right. So now Abby is at the hospital getting terrifying 70s medicine. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Old timey medicine is it's like metal, but like it's attached to leeches. So they're putting them on with tongs. <laughs> Is that what this like this? She's getting put in like the clockwork orange, like torture machine. I didn't. What was this supposed to be? It was like a torture machine slash carnival ride that was going on above her there. (laughs) At one point, there was a sentient robot doing the like back and forth head bob thing at her. I don't know what that was for. Every fucking thing in this hospital looked like something from a 50s movie about the 2000s. All right, so, but the end result of this big, long brain test montage is that there's nothing physically wrong with her brain. The doctor thinks maybe she should see a psychiatrist. Right, to which Mama explains that she is absolutely not mentally ill because she's a good Christian girl. Yep, yep. Mom reacts worse to the she might be mentally ill than you would expect from she's got cancer of the everything. And one of the reasons she knows that the daughter can't be mentally ill is because she's a single mother who did her best. Yep. She's a good Christian. Therefore, she can't be mentally ill. Mom reacts worse to your daughter might be mentally ill than she does to her daughter slicing her arm open with a knife. Yep. And I'm, I'm sorry, like question for mama. What non-psychiatric condition did you have in mind that would cause the dick-kicking, arm-cutting, boob-flashing, old-lady heart attack ring-around-the-rosying-to-death behavior you've seen? 
Is there a flu that makes you kick oh, right, people yes, in the dick? Exactly. Right. <laughs> I see it on the x-ray right here. No. Okay. But she's going to stay in the hospital. Apparently, Emmett hasn't learned his lesson from the first dick kick because he comes in to see her in the hospital room. Yeah. Emmett, throughout this movie, will never not fall for a demon trick. At yeah. one point, I wanted the demon to sit him down and give him a pet talk and just be like, Emmett, buddy, come on down. <laughs> just because I talk in Abby's voice, I, she's not better. All right. So here, here's, I'm going to try it and don't believe me. OK, so Emmett, <laughs> I'm all better now. Baby, you're all better now. No, nope, see, this is what I'm talking about. I even, I even gave you a heads up that time. You're taking the fun out of this. Can I be honest with you? <laughs> you kind of reckon this for me. I got to up the difficulty setting or yeah, something. A trickster god. I kind of need someone to trick. <laughs> Taking the sport. You're almost dumb as Jesus' disciples. <laughs> this doesn't work. All right. So, anyway, but yeah, so he goes to the room. Abby, of course, is all sweet and giggles when the nurse is in the room. But as soon as she leaves, it's back to the dick kicking demon, right? And the demon, uh, okay, I don't know what the demon's plan is exactly here, but the demon thanks him for calling his dad and bringing him back in the film. I think because the dad let the demon out, the demon's goal is the dad in the end. How did he wind up at the fucking son's wife? Okay, anyway. Um, yeah. Daughter-in-law seems like a weird route to go for thankful vengeance. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. So we see dad's plane landing, and you can tell just from the fucking soundtrack how badass this motherfucker is, oh. right? <laughs> All right, so dad gets back. Emmett meets him at the airport, and he says, and he warns him, right? He's like, hey, you know, Abby has completely changed, mostly in bad ways, but, you know, don't be surprised if she force blows you when you come in. There are some good and some bad, mostly bad things, though. I'm trying to get rid of very specific things about this demon. That's what I'm telling you, dad. I really, <laughs> if you get rid of the entire demon, you will have failed. That's what I'm telling you. That's very important that I communicate that now. Right. All right. So now we cut back to Abby at the hospital. Well, at the hospital for a moment because she's storming the fuck out, knocking shit over, pushing things for no reason. Yeah, she manages to escape this hospital by shoving. Shoving is what it takes to escape this hospital. Well, to be fair, most hospitals aren't super worried about you escaping, right? You're usually yeah. just allowed to leave. It's mostly the little three-year-old temper tantrum at the store she pulls on her way out that fucks them up. Yeah. So, so this demon's plan was to, to threaten the, the father-in-law and then mildly mess up a stack of papers at the hospital. <laughs> yes. Yep. It's like, fuck your... Memo outbox. Nailed it. <laughs> now you don't demon. know what you've done and haven't done. <laughs> now that I've crossed from the spirit into the human world, I have two goals. Destroy Illinois Jones and m make their email back up worse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, too much bad is too good, and that's a bad thing. So we're going to pause for a quick break. But first, let me give Act 3 the hard sell. Do you guys think we could get away with doing Blackula? Crosses kill vampires, right? That's religious, isn't it? Find out the answers to different questions and more when we return for the bombastic conclusion of Abby. Okay, guys, gather round. Yeah, boss? I'm here. Yeah. All right. So, elephant in the room here. Let's just get this out of the way. We had our first escape this week here at 
St. Mary's Hospital for the Rarely Monitored. Yeah, we did. Oh, we did. That, that is my bad. Sorry about well, that. Well, you know, it's all of our bad. I, you know, I don't want everybody to blame Nick. Nick is part of the problem, but we all bear some responsibility here. So I want to hear solutions. How can we prevent things like this from happening in the future? Um, can I, can I go? No, okay. go, go right ahead. No wrong answers. Yeah. So I was thinking, uh, what if we put up a poster, you know, in the hall that says like, please don't escape. Love it. Ooh, Love right. it. Communications is great. Uh, Nick, you had mentioned something about the shoving. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, the lady who escaped, uh, she shoved me like, I mean, she shoved me pretty hard, like really hard. I'm here Shove, for you, man. Push I'm me. here for you. We're all here for you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. It was it was rough. So I was thinking, um, you know how we have the fire extinguishers everywhere? What if we had like glue also in all those places? So, you know, if, if someone was going to come shove you, you could very quickly, because it would be available right there, you could glue your feet to the floor so that they couldn't shove you. You would stay if they tried to do that. You know what, Nick? I think that's a great idea. Absolutely. Thank you, yeah. right? I was excited when I, yeah. when I came up with it. So she shoved you. Dude, right in the shoulder, like right there. Oh, was, that's, ah, that hurts. It, it does. It does. It was very emasculating also. And we're back for more of this shit. We're going to open up on Emmett and his dad getting home to Emmett's place from the airport. And I, I just want to say this bothers me from a writing perspective so goddamn much. Every time a scene starts with someone saying, so what you're saying is, <laughs> I die that much more, okay? And again, in this movie, all it does is expose the ridiculousness, right? Because he's like, oh, no, sorry, let me get your bag. So you're saying she's haunted by a demon. She tried to murder herself. Then she murdered an old lady. And now she's on a fuck patrol. Got it. <laughs> and, and the exact words here were, so what you're saying, in other words... Is all the tests were negative? So what were the other words? Yeah, right. <laughs> what, and why were they confusing and in need of clarification? What the fuck were you talking about there? So I was just trying out my French there for a second. All right, so they walk in the house, and damn it, Abby's already there pretending not to be a demon. <laughs> She's doing such a bad job pretending not to be a demon. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Um, apropos of nothing, penis demons can't fly across the Atlantic. Also, hello, father-in-law. <laughs> it's weird that I said that first. Uh, just a hello is all I meant to say. Hello. Hello today. In so, time. <laughs> so, okay, so they, she, they retire to the parlor, and she immediately has her hands all over dad's deck, right? Well, again, I love... I want this movie from the demon's perspective, right? He's a trickster fuck demon and he's trying to fake it as a human woman. He's like, ha how about the uh, human activity of a threesome with my father? No, <laughs> that's not a, not a thing you guys do. God, you're boring. You're so... Well, I'm sorry. I was, I was thinking of the mildest thing that three people could do. That's just... You never fuck your dad. Time in, you never? Past time in Nigeria. Bag of father-son combo? Who doesn't want to... Do that. Do you guys have you guys. a stick we could hit the ground with for a while? I don't know. I'm I'm out of ideas. You come up with something. No, I don't want to play board game because I don't want to get it out. That's why. <laughs> read the box. Come on. 
All right. So, but yeah, but she's hitting on dad, but dad knows a succubus when he sees one, damn it. And he's like, you know, stay away from me, vile demon, which you got to figure is at least once or twice cost him some pussy. Right. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. He's a good looking dude. If I was going for it and he was like, stay away, vile demon, I would try for at least 10 or 15 more minutes. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, I hear you. But on the other hand, I can fit my fist in my mouth. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> can I call you Blackula? <laughs> <laughs> and I love that dad here is like, all right, well, she's a demon. So, uh, son, you should probably, uh, actually, I don't know, uh, grab her. I don't know. Can you, yeah, that turns can you out bear to be hug a, a demon out? <laughs> nope. It, like toothpaste, right? No. Okay. Yeah. It turns out to be a mistake. He tries to grab her. She throws him across the room. Right. Yep. <laughs> and she turns and delivers this line. When I'm ready, I'm going to get your ass. <laughs> <laughs> And then she knocks him down with a force push. Mm-hmm. Sorry, can I can I try that again? I I said get your ass. That was <laughs> my, I'm trying to just improvise some demon trash talk here, and that felt kind of forced. I said get. I don't know. I'll be <laughs> up your balls. What is That's happening? Not today? great. No, just roll so, it back, woman. Just shake it out. Shake it out. You're being weird. <laughs> You're being so weird. Uh, Honestly, I'm thrown. There was medical technology that I was fascinated okay, with. Come on, and it's you're, just, you're, you're a demon. You're going to get me somehow. What do you got? What do you got? Get, just, just first thing, first thing, first thing. Get you a pizza. Pizza? Sorry. Well, I want I'm that. A, I'm no. a little hungry. And so that was where so, my brain All right, went. well, let's get a pizza. We'll, we'll get back. We'll come back to this. All right, we'll work on it. Let's get that pizza, though. Thank all you. right. So, all right. <laughs> I didn't want to do this, but I rebuke you, by the way. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, cool story. Force push. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. So she bwahaha's her way out of the room. And then, of course, they turn on the fucking wind machine. It's the best. <laughs> like, I think they surprised the actors in this scene. I think they, they all got together and they're like, hey, man, the, the fucking wind machine doesn't make any sense. We've done it in every single interior shot. We got to stop. And Kevin, the wind machine guy, was like, okay, yeah, whatever. And they were like, really? And he was like, yeah, no, I won't, I won't turn it on. And they were like, why don't you wheel it out of the <laughs> stage then? No, I'm just going to leave it here, okay? But I'm not going to turn it on. Really? So, I'm not going to. Your hand's on the dial. Just don't just turn do it the on. Scene. Just do the scene. <laughs> I'm just going to stand near it. Um, yeah, so, but the wind starts, and Dad starts calling, like Dr. Williams, Illinois Jones, starts calling upon God to stop the wind, and there's demon flashes and everything. Ultimately, God does win the whirlwind fight, though. He does, yeah. And Emmett runs runs off to stop Abby, but she's taking the car, so he carjacks a white lady. Yep. He, um, he's a pastor. That's not a, that's a cop thing. (laughs) That's not just a guy thing. I feel like, though, under Rifra, you can probably get away with it. Oh, absolutely. Scalia (laughs) would be right there in the seat next to him. You gotta do what you gotta do. Actually, Scalia fucking opposed Rifra, but yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so a, a bunch of cops are 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 now congregating at the Williams house because of you know the carjacking. Luckily, Cash shows up, the uh, her brother, Abby's brother, and he's like, "Hey, you know, we're fi- family, so don't shoot this one when you arrest him, huh?" Right, the yeah. least He's- realistic thing in this movie <laughs> is that a black man gets out of the car and pulls a cop aside to be like, how about we let this one go? Yeah, well, he's a cop. He's a detective yeah. in this police department. So he shows up and he's like, hello, fellow 1974 Kentucky policeman. Thanks for being so cool about this. Um, yeah, race relations are only going to get better from here. In we're doing, Kentucky, we're, doing great. Yeah, we're pretty much nailing it. 
Yeah, okay. And then I love this scene so much because they don't really deal with the awkwardness at all. Dr. Williams has to take Cass aside and explain to him that his sister has been possessed by an African fuck demon. <laughs> so we, we move from the, from him having this conversation to we, we get a quick shot of Emmett driving around in this stolen car looking for Abby. And I just, I love this moment of him realizing, wait, this isn't going to work. I can't just drive down all of the roads. Here, demon. 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 Here, demon. Also, accompanied by the most upbeat music possible. Oh, my Literally, God. We need to eliminate these forces or she'll die. Yeah. Immediately. So, yeah, he's he's drives around, I guess, for a while thinking, if I were an African fuck demon, where would I go? But eventually he stops at a phone booth to call somebody and say, hey, this was a dumb fuck. This wasn't really worth carjacking anybody hey, is that over. some wind over there? Oh, it's just regular, it's just regular wind I saw. I saw air moving. Younger oh. listeners, a payphone is... Um... <laughs> Actually, I have no idea what they were for. Yeah, no, right. No, yeah, phones? exactly. So I'll, I'll handle this one. So he, so he walks into the phone booth. But before he can even drop in his quarter, or Jesus, 74, before he could even drop in his dime, dime yeah, yeah dime. the phone rings. His hay penny. Yeah. <laughs> his fresh dozen of eggs. <laughs> so, yeah, before he can get his change out, the phone rings. He answers it. It's the demon. Eventually. <laughs> The, where he hangs up for a second and then he listens again? Oh, yeah. It's just the demon and his friends doing prank calls like this middle school buddy. He's like, right, shut yeah. up, shut up, shut up. He picked up the payphone. He picked up the... Let me do it. I got it. No, I uh, could I ask for Mr. Whitehead, but his name's Blackhead. It's great. Boobies click. Sorry, I did it. I, did it. I, just, I said boobies. It's the first thing I thought of. Yeah, so, but the demon says, I have a message to, for you for your from your wife. And boobies. No. Yeah, no, right. Yeah, exactly. That's basically all he's got. All right. So meanwhile, Illinois Jones is still trying to explain possession to the cops, right? Yeah. And again, like, there's no mythology here. So he's just like, according to legend, stay with me here. He's a fuck god. <laughs> yeah. Right. And the description here is that it's a god named Eshu who stole all the dick powers yes. from other gods too and combined he's like yes. a Voltron of big black dicks that's yep. the god we're dealing with and that's amazing to me I just love I, I couldn't get that visual out of my head I was haunted in a lovely way do you remember the film The One with Jet Li that masterpiece of cinema it's that but with dicks everybody yeah. oh, I was about okay. to say were there dicks in Voltron of dicks in that that I missed <laughs> okay all right, but you always the, miss the but full the key here. <laughs> but the key here, though, is that Doctor Williams realizes that as long as he can get the help of Cass and Emmett, he can use his archaeology knowledge to exercise her demon. Uh, spoiler alert: No, he will not. No. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I opened a piece of wood. It's a funny story. Penis demon decided to fly right out and fly to Kentucky from Nigeria to possess my. Daughter-in-law, that is seriously the plot right now <laughs> of our real lives. Uh, also, again, I want to see this movie from this demon's perspective, right? He's just on one of those long-haul flights from Nigeria. His TV doesn't work on the back of his screen. He's like, oh, God, this is like a 27-hour flight. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I could fuck someone on the plane. That just feels like... <sighs> 
Eh. So, yeah. all right. So now the phone rings. <laughs> we're over at uh, we're over at uh, Abby and Emmett's house. The phone rings. Cass answers. Not his fucking house. He doesn't get the answer. Um, <laughs> and it's Emmett on the line. Emmett's like, uh, I just got a phone call from Demon Abby. She didn't say where she was, but I heard dance music. So we'll check every place that has speakers in it. Ever. And they do. Maybe maybe have the cops help with that? With nope. anywhere with musical? This is this is Detective Cass. Be on the lookout for a woman near music. <laughs> uh, possibly a penis demon. There might be wind. What do you Air mean what kind? Move. That's a stupid question. Just look for a woman near music. <laughs> and then... Cass has an absolute, the craziest moment in this movie where Cass turns to the doctor and he goes, doctor, should we maybe let this go? You know, yeah. just, sort of, <laughs> just sort of clap hands, He's do that like, back away motion, just sort man, of, I'm out. My Let's sister's out. a Christian marriage counselor. That's so useless. It's almost hyperbolic. Do we want to go to all this trouble so the world could have another Christian marriage counselor? Right. You know when like, your wife is talking about something and then you're trying to help her see someone else's point of view. And then she starts crying and you just sort of whatever it is that you thought five seconds ago, you don't think anymore. Should we do that? But with this demon, <laughs> you know, what I'm just like, hey, I'm on your side. Yes. The demons. I mean, I mean, Alan's getting <laughs> fucked constantly right now. And yeah. OK. Did the right thing. So, yeah, so he leaves to go help find looking all the places with speakers with, with Emmett. <laughs> Illinois Jones stays back to get ready for the upcoming demon battle. To slowly prepare with a Victorian lantern. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to look for music in all of Louisville. Well, that's a dumb plan. I'm going to stay here and prepare some magic in this house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So now we cut. To the most 70s bar you can imagine. Oh, All right, listeners, are you ready? Beautiful. Picture Noah and Lucinda meeting. You just did it. You pictured this bar. You this, did it, everybody. This bar is entirely done in orange paisley, right? Mm. The walls, the couches, the floors, all orange paisley. The, the music is, the, you know, we open on the disco ball, of course. Obviously. Oh, it's and there's, amazing. There is no way to describe any outfit in this room without sounding like you're having a nervous breakdown and the cops need to put you somewhere safe. It's like, okay, <laughs> so no shirt but a fur cape and bell bottoms made out of jean on one leg and mesh on the other. <laughs> you look around this bar and you could be like, yeah, I see how this decade gave us aquarium oh. shoes. <laughs> there, and there is so much goddamn lapel in this room. There's like, <laughs> there's a good square mile of lapels in this bar. Like, to, like, if that demon starts a windstorm, these people are tacking and jiving with their lapels <laughs> and flare bottom pants like they're winning a regatta. Yeah. Sully, insane. Sully could land nine tenths of the people in this room. <laughs> so. It's amazing. And this scene, by the way, is directly from Donald Trump's nightmare. It's just like <laughs> it, Donald Trump is terrified. He wakes up in a cold sweat because he was naked in this disco bar full of beautiful black people dancing and like Nancy Pelosi right behind him golf clapping. That's his every night. <laughs> and it's the best. I, and I and also, by the way, I hope you enjoy this bar because we will have a music video's worth of establishing shot of it. 
Oh, right. we should point out <laughs> again. It's why you. It's better for us to watch the movies and tell you about them. At this point, this film entirely forgets it is not a music video and spends the rest of the movie back and forth between an editor fight where it's like, dude, it's a horror movie about an exorcism, or is it? Maybe we make two movies. I'm All right, saying. so eventually Abby comes in. <laughs> the guy that she threw out of the door and puked on at church is, is there, so she apologizes to him and offers to uh, fuck him to make up for it. Oh, and he heats her so hard. She's Doesn't like, he? so maybe you could give me a ride. And he's like, oh, do you, li- do you live on the east side? Because I, I don't want to go out of the way. <laughs> I can, like, on the west side. So. You get an Uber. We can get two different Ubers and then text about how that went later. I mean, you, you can text. <laughs> but eventually he does offer her a ride. And then she and him leave. All the characters we know are no longer in the bar, and we just stay there until the song is over. Absolutely. Because someone was at that cameraman, and they were like, all right, scene's over. And he was like, the party's not. I'm convinced that that's how the whole last act of this movie happened. They couldn't get that cameraman out of that fucking bar. It was so fun in the bar, though. It looked amazing. <laughs> I think I learned to dance while I watched this scene. Oh, well, I'm pretty they're... sure. Fun fact, you did not. Nope. Let me try it. Hold on. Let me try it. Let me try it. Go ahead. Nope. Nope. Hurt myself. Uh, I already uh, hurt myself. This is why we need so... video. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Poindexter and Abby get in his limo. He has a limo. I don't know why. He drives the Hearst for the church, but when they don't have dead people, he drives the limo for the church, I guess. Yeah, unclear. Unclear. Yeah. So anyway, they ride off and she fucks the shit out of him and then goes demon mid fuck. Yeah, well, he killed it by saying Jesus and that he can't oh. stop thinking about her husband. <laughs> uh, okay, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. The demon doesn't want to fuck around Jesus's name. I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to be perfectly honest. Like, I cannot imagine a sex scenario where I'm thinking about this woman's husband and it doesn't help. Yeah. Right? Good looking guy. Right. Just me. Absolutely. Yeah. But she uh she twists his head off and sets the oh, car so on fire. The key is that you have to push down on the head before you turn it or it won't <laughs> okay. come off. Mm. You, but yeah, so she twists his head off, I think is what they want us to think happened. And then the car is just Cheech and Chonging for some reason. I, I think so much. I think steam. she fucked him into a steam cloud. Like she mm. fucked him so hard he turned into steam. Or maybe yep. that was just the friction, right? Like there was smoke rising off yeah. between the dick and the vagina there okay. at that point. I don't. I don't maybe know. She was just mad, or for three years from 1974 to 1977, you could fuck someone into steam. Okay. We've all forgotten how to do it. It's like water bending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted that guy to just like. Start taking his dick out, and then she's like, "No, we're doing a merry-go-round thing. We're doing. <laughs> Stop it! All right, so now we head over to the church where Illinois jo- Jones is preaching to an empty room, getting ready for the for the like. Basically, he's having a pep talk with God. He's like, "All right, God, you can do this. One more <laughs> of these demons." I wrote that his prayers are super passive aggressive because it's like, in the name of the one and only God. Despite the fact that I'm I'm literally chasing a different god, so, so I guess <laughs> best god would be a better descriptor. But I know how much you love to pretend. I mean, be the only one. So go you. 
And and while he's doing that, by the way, Emmett is literally visiting all the places with music. We see a montage. Mm-hmm. If it's got music and black people, we're going to see it. But anyway, so we, we cut from the montage of checking all the places with music and black people in them to go back to that same orange bar that they can't get the cameraman to leave. Yep. Uh, we get a full <laughs> establishing shot of it again, you know, including mm-hmm. mixing drinks to the whole nine. Oh, and the worst fucking bartender. God damn. Like, learn to free pour. Really? <laughs> Using the little thing? Come on. It's a count. You count to the five count. That's an ounce and a quarter. It's so easy. There you go. That's That also bothered Eli and I, Heath. Absolutely. Um, you got to count to an ounce and a quarter, and then you'll get five ounces. You've, yeah, you were exactly. a bartender. God damn it. So- <laughs> I was literally the worst bartender imaginable. Take the worst thing. Take Hitler... <laughs> Tending bar outside of Paris Hilton's home, and I'm worse than that. I see. <laughs> All right, so Abby is back to find herself another fuck victim. She's back in the orange bar again, and she found a, a little white dude who apparently his thing is a woman making fun of how small his dick is because that's doing it for him. Oh, I just, I loved that white guys have always had one move and it's celebrity impersonation. I don't know who he's supposed to be doing because it's 1974, but he's like, yeah, my little chickadee. And she's like, that's irritating. You have a small penis. And he's like, my wife. (laughs) Like that's, we've had one move since 1974. Some white guys focus on content instead of impressions. (laughs) (laughs) Not everybody does that. Even when somebody tells them to do a voice. (laughs) All right, so Cass and Emmett are still driving around like they were thought they were in a fucking buddy cop show, checking all the bars. And the, the, the montage seems to recognize what a hopeless endeavor this would be because it goes on for goddamn ever. Oh, the bar names are insane. One of the 7-Up <laughs> Gay something whiskey. Fuck Hutch. Like, they're this craziest <laughs> laminated okay. placard. Well, two things. Uh, gay Fuck Hutch or Gay Whiskey Fuck Hutch would be a fantastic bar I would love to go to either way. But they literally go to a place called, I paused it. It was called Gay 90s Topless and Bottomless Go-Go Girls. That sounds amazing. What? What 90s? could they possibly this mean by nineties? I feel like it's women in their nineties. Les- very old lesbians. <laughs> that's all it can mean. That is all it can Com- mean. Completely or naked, very old lesbians, and that sounds amazing <laughs> as a strip club. Or they think eighteen ninety was a great time. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, could, could also be eighty year olds. There's a lot of ways. A nice, you can go like a reconstruction themed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's Kentucky. It yeah. is Kentucky. Mark right. was great. So, yeah, so and then we get a quick scene uh, where dad's walking through the house. I think he's looking for demons. He finds a mirror that says, help Abby on it. There's yeah. no reason, no one who could have written it nope. in the movie or anything. So, I mean, so Abby referred to herself in the third person <laughs> when she wrote that? Is that what we're supposed it, to believe it, here? It, it, did she write that? Has she been in that house since fucking Dr. Williams got there? I don't know. I want to watch her going through drafts like Heath going over a note. Just help me. No, because then he might not know I wrote it. Help. Abby needs help. No, because that's no, weird. Like, that's passive voice. Just, no, no, no. Active. What? Be active. Just command it. Help Imperative. Abby. There we go. Help I'm, Abby. Yep. I'm putting there it. There it is. All right. 
Cool. Felt like she just got kicked off Drag Race after like, <laughs> a really tough lip sync battle. If there was like a little bit, ah, oh, that would have been fun. Silky Ganache is still in The Exorcism. <laughs> For our friends who know what those guys are talking about. Oh, yeah. Just, just oh, those if, if you love RuPaul's Drag Race, you got those jokes. Well, there's <laughs> one thing missing from this movie. It was Silky Nutmeg Ganache. No question. All right, so meanwhile, Emmett and Cass make it to the Orange Bar, and they, they, they're they carrying around a picture of Abby. So Cass is like, hey, have you seen this girl? And the dude's like, uh, yeah, she went off to murder fuck a white dude, but she's coming back. And he's like, I, all right, we'll wait. I had her make a spreadsheet of, you know, what the times of everything she'd be doing would be at this bar. <laughs> she's, she's fucking a white dude upstairs. She'll be back down at, hold on, 1047. Yep. Yeah. Cool. She just clocked in, so you can... <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so Cass calls uh, Illinois Jones to let him know that they have figured out at least where she's baiting her fuck slaves. So he's got he knows where to go. So he's on his way um, and they're going to have to apparently they're going to have to do the exorcism right there in the disco. There's no. Oh, choice. yeah. Yeah. And Cass is skeptical about this, too. He's like, do exorcisms work in bars? Are you sure? And dad reverend is like, well. They work exactly as well as they do in church. Yeah. So, <laughs> He's like, I'll be right man, over. The disco's the only place we haven't used the fucking wind machine yet. They want to use the wind machine. <laughs> and they're, the they're really going to go ham on this disco by the end. They, <laughs> they really are. They're going to destroy this fucking building. <laughs> All right. So Emmett and, uh, and Cass decide they're going to chill at the orange bar for a bit. And then Emmett goes completely Heath on this waitress, right? Oh, Yes. This gorgeous waitress comes over and she's like, you sure you don't want anything? And he's like, I said Parmesan fries. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I was going to tip 16%, but just know you're down to my standard. He then write 11%. I would never tip either Asterisk, of those numbers. Go fuck Heath, yourself. Heath if tips you're 11%. tipping either 11 or 16%, you're kind of an asshole. So, like if you went out of <laughs> your way to not just round to 20 at that point and you did 16, God fucking damn it. <laughs> Tip people better. Everybody tip better. Yeah. So she, the, so the flirty waitress says, "Hey, is there anything you want?" And he goes, "No." And she says, "Anything at all?" And he's like, "Well, now I have to fucking rub one out. Where's the men's room?" <laughs> I, I, would, I would fuck you. Okay, it's it's over there. So he goes to the bathroom. Now Abby shows up and she's ready to take on two dudes at once. But first, they must dance because it's that yeah. time on sprockets. Sympathy for Abby when she wakes up from this demon coma. She is going to be. Sore. My girl is going to be <laughs> sore. Yeah. This is a nice moment of honesty, though. She just walks up to two dudes and is like, so you guys want to like dry rub your dicks on me for a little bit and then fuck like a little bit after that, after we dance with the dry rubbing thing. And they're like, yeah, that's exactly what we want to do. This, this is, is so exactly, This is great. This is, nobody. She finally figured. Yeah. Finally figured out how to flirt with Heath. <laughs> Invite another dude. <laughs> All right, so I also want to point out a, a continuity error in the movie here because we cut to dad uh, to Illinois Jones and he's hauling ass uh, to the to the club in a cab and I'm like, wait a minute, how the fuck did he catch that cab? This is this is <laughs> Louisville, Kentucky. No fucking way. This Second is least realistic. Very thing in the movie. unrealistic. <laughs> All right, so now Abby is dancing with these two guys and making demonizing them and shit, and, and I'm I'm thinking to myself. Cass and Emmett are in this fucking bar. It's tiny and well lit. Are, are they both in the bathroom having Indian food shits or something? <laughs> but yeah, Emmett notices and he comes over and he's like, sorry, sorry, guys, t two guys about two feet taller than me. I had dibs. I, I, I had <laughs> dibs. 
please don't eat me. Yeah, this is my property, uh, wife, wait, whatever, <laughs> you know, legally, same thing now. But but she's like, oh, no, I took off my ring. So now one of my fuck buddies is going to whip your ass. And he does. But before we can really see him get his ass kicked, we cut to Cass, who I guess has gone to this bar and hung out in the office. <laughs> they are towering and feathering Emmett in the front. But he's in the, the office park that makes up the back. Like they've got a whole, <laughs> they've got a Staples. He's doing a quick shopping. It's nuts. How yeah. big is this fucking bar or how far away is this office that they cannot hear the ass kicking going on in the bar? Well, Right. It's tiny is the answer. And that's absurd. And the entire bar got on board with like gang raping this reverend super fast. Right away. <laughs> Demon Abby's like, all right, let's now uh, we're all going to strip him down and fuck him. Strip him and down and fuck him. Everybody's like rolling up sleeves, fluffing their dicks. It's like there's a guy taking bets on something like there's there's waving. It. I'm not making that up. There's a guy like really? waving around money at that point, taking yep. bets on how many he's going to. Fuck him. How? But eventually, Cass comes through to help, which he does by firing bullets into the ceiling of the club. Now, I want to point out the bartender earlier rented Abby a room upstairs. Yep. Absolutely. There's people up there. <laughs> yep. Also, credit where credit is due. It takes two gunshots for this crowd to break up. <laughs> the first gunshot, they're like, bah, 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 gunshot. We get it. Someone has a gun. And then the second one, they're like, fine, I'm going. I'm going. Yeah. And even then, one of the guys that Abby was fucking is like, hey, go ahead and shoot me. Yeah, right. <laughs> Come on, get out of here. Nothing to see here. It's just a fuck demon on a rampage it's time to go home everybody that's literally yeah. what he does he's like sh he says to the guys shows over and everybody's like oh i wanted to stay around and watch superpowered possessed what demon lady get i just wanted exercised. one person to be like show is definitely not over man like look <laughs> you can force me out of this bar at gunpoint but you can't pretend the show is over <laughs> words matter <laughs> oh and and the show is not over because no. we get to watch Abby um, karate throw every other main character and they, <laughs> and they go flying across this room and they just oversell the karate throw so hard. It's the best. And eventually mm -hmm. they give up on it altogether and she does the finger pointy shoot thing to Cass and he falls over. Like, that's literally where they wind up by the end of this. But yeah, but like a quintuple take fall over. Like it was like, you remember in like uh, in Punch Out, it was like, absolutely. All right. And then she turns to she got everybody all fucked up and she's like, what do you think of my powers now? But just then, Illinois Jones shows up ready to fuck that demon up. Oh, he says not very much, and that is second only to Giles. I'd like to test that theory in season six, episode twenty-one of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. When it comes to responses, let's give it up. What? Come on, <laughs> Vampire, Buffy Vampire Slayer. When Willow turns bad, and she's like, and no one can stop me. And then he, everyone thought he was gone, and he's like, I'd like to test that theory. And we all know that he's like super badass because he killed the god who's also a lady, and then he smothers him with his hands. And you're like, what? 
Apt parallel, indeed, I'm, Eli. Yeah, no, I'm, I sure am Look, with you. This is our deep cuts episode. <laughs> there, there is a listener who both watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer and currently watches RuPaul's Drag Race who's like, this is my episode! Knowing every little detail. $25 patron. boxes! <laughs> so, yeah. But I love, I, love, I love how Dad walked in, like, super relaxed here, too. Oh, yeah. He's just like, hello, everyone, I'm... Very calm. I, I'm a stable genius, actually. <laughs> Check out my doctor's note. He unloads his doctor's bag of demon stuff so slowly as Abby tosses people <laughs> around the room. He's like, doot, doot, doot. Nope, I will not be rushed. I will not be rushed. I'm taking, reclaiming my time. It's not a right angle. It's a wrong angle. <laughs> wait, wait. I'll be there in a second. So, yeah, so it's time to go full exorcism. He's like, Cass, Emmett, hold her arms. And he's like, and they're like, she just threw us across the fucking room, but okay. So they hold her arms. She throws them across the fucking room again. And he's like, okay, do it better this time then. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And was his uh, giant necklace, the cross necklace, was that like the Ghostbusters trap? I feel like that's what it was. It had that power for a second, right? For, for a second. It's unclear what happens in this scene. It seemed to pull her in the color purple, but then not. Yeah, no, we're well. Yeah, okay. There's a lot, right? So streams. So she's about to like, I guess, use the same powers of knowledge that she did with Miss Mrs. Wiggins on Illinois Jones, but super low key. I guess he never did anything that bad because she, the demon just turns to Emmett and says, "Hey, your mom thought your dad was an asshole. You want me to tell?" Tell you what an asshole she thought he was? No, that's I saw that's all I've got. Sorry, that's that's all I've got. He's, yeah. he's actually a pretty cool guy. One time, can I tell him the firehouse story? He doesn't want me to tell you the firehouse story. <laughs> when you're older, I'm gonna tell you. You remind me when when you're older. You're eight. Do you, do you have any physical powers? Because the low level <laughs> stories are weird. Well, <laughs> I can I can summon a fireball, but not like. Not Can at you? anyone, not yeah. towards anyone, just, but, just sort of in general. But really, Fireball, you're just now just using it <laughs> yes. for the first time. Yep. Right now? <laughs> I feel like you could have done better with the Fireballs than that. And, and just to make this clear, this is where he starts to accuse the demon of not being the real eschew, right? Yeah, he gets there yeah. eventually, yeah. Yeah, like he wants, he's like he's going to demand some ID. I thought this was a twist. It's it's a trick, but but for the next ten minutes, he's just gonna be like, "Nope, you're not a shoe," and a shoe is just like, "I am." Come on, don't do this. And eventually, he's gonna rack <laughs> rabbit season, duck season, the motherfucker too, right? Yeah. Like eventually, that's because he's gonna go. If you were the real shoe, you could leave Abby anytime you want. And he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll show you." And then he leaves. Right? That that literally is how the exorcism is gonna gonna play out. Does he he performs like an oral languages test on a shoe? He's yep. like uh, a shoe speaks lots of languages, uh, speaks super well, Barack Obama style. <laughs> she does a little like Hindi for him. You'd little, know, you'd know yeah. Latin and Greek, and she's like spaghetti, linguine, <laughs> unlimited salad and breadstick. Fuck. Okay. Uh, <laughs> No, you it's got just me. it's just me in front of Heath at every restaurant in Paris. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I would like some bread <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, some vegan. 
They've never understood the noise vegan or vegan. As, it's just as the French say, hello. <laughs> so <laughs> All right. So now Emmett and Cass are going to help him with the exorcism. She tries to stop him with her hand buzzer powers, but that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're all over the map with the demon powers. Oh my God. He, like, he literally grabs her hand and we get the sound effect of <laughs> like a moment ago. She was like Jean Grey, full Phoenix. And yeah. now she's like, I walked around on the carpet a bunch. <laughs> 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 And she's doing a card trick. It's a weird progression. Yeah. But uh, luckily, though, uh, Illinois Jones has some good advice. They're like, oh, we can't hold her. And he's like, no, you can. You just you must remain secure in your own Christ center. Like, oh, thanks for clearing that up, man. Now I know what to do. (laughs) What? Yeah. What did that mean? Like, focus on. Jesus and his dick? Like, that's your mantra? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Jesus and no his dick. No idea. All right. So they hold her down. Illinois Jones goes back to his bag of demon trinkets, and this is where Abby starts floating gatekeeper style. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, hold her firmly. I got to do a costume change. Yeah, I got to go full to Shiki. <laughs> right? Yeah, Christian spells don't really work until you dress in... Uh, authentic Nigerian garb. I, I don't know. I, I want to be culturally sensitive to the demon. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> All right, so the demon starts trying to sweet talk Emmett and Cass, right? Because it's like, ah, oh, the hand buzzer thing didn't work. The fireballs didn't work. I'll pretend that they're done now. And Emmett, of course, is so fucking stupid that Illinois Jones has to tell him, no, no, dude, like she kicked <laughs> you in the dick last time. How many times are you going to fall for that shit? It. Every t- the demon lets him in on it, and she's like, "Emmett, I'm totally fine now. You can let go." He's like, "Oh, good, I can let go." And the demon's like, "Come on, man! <laughs> this is a final showdown, and you're just I'm, you're, you're I killing." I love it. how quickly the demon gives up on this shit, too. Right? She's like, "Emmett, can't you help me?" And he's like, "I don't know. I think you're a demon." He's like, "Fuck you, goddammit!" This, this is like if someone brought their kid to the final fight at the end of an action movie. It just feels weird. <laughs> what is he nine so all right now and this is where they, they all join hands which creates the purple light triangle of jesus what is going on now he blows glitter at her yeah he has some fairy yeah. dust i gotta tell you uh you know what i was not expecting the final step of an exorcism to be the salt bay sprinkle did not see that <laughs> yes. coming. Never saw it coming. No. But yeah. And then her- she starts frothing at her mouth to like a, a comical. Do- it's like when Eli pulls the paper snakes out of his mouth. It's yep. that much froth. <laughs> yeah. And then everything everywhere explodes. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yes. She has full blown entire room exploding powers. Chooses to use them now. <laughs> <laughs> I believe the disco ball becomes an explosive also at this yep. point. I yep. loved that shot. So that shot so perfectly encapsulated everything that is this movie. That slow swing of the fucking disco ball. It hits the liquor bottles, causing the rum atoms to split open, apparently. <laughs> oh, it was his a landmine from World War II that we hung on the ceiling yeah, by accident. What, what were Couldn't we thinking? Done, uh, oh, I wanted, I wanted so bad for Jesus to be swinging in on the disco ball, just like singing like Miley Cyrus, <laughs> 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 completely naked. 
All right, and and damn though, if the star of this movie doesn't show back up, the goddamn wind machine is at it again. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, but they're done. Apparently, the exploding shit was just her swan song, right? Like she was just about to get exercise, and she's like, "Oh fuck, room explosion, room!" Oh god, damn it, damn it, damn it. Uh. <laughs> but now a- Abby wakes up. She doesn't remember what's happened, right? So she's like, "Hey, baby, what happened? And why is my vagina so fucking sore? Also, my my butthole." <laughs> oh, you were um, you were a penis demon, and we're. Also big into pegging now. Uh, Also, you literally (laughs) fucked a white guy to death. So, you know, high five all around. (laughs) What I'm telling you is you've had a great weekend. Good week, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I love at this point, Illinois Jones turns to uh, Cass and he goes, well, God has healed her physically. He'll, you know, he'll get around to the mental and emotional stuff eventually, probably. So we're done, though. (laughs) And then he just... Walks out of the scene. Yep. Just walk because they had until three fucking o'clock and I'm black, you know, damn it. He just walks off. (laughs) He has other fucking adventures, I guess. Now, and and the movie should have ended right there, right? Like the the cast goes, thank God. And the movie should have ended. But there's a whole nother goddamn scene where they get on a plane. Oh, that's it, though. That's That's it. it. They just that's the whole thing. They, they get on a plane and leave. They're like, we're leaving the movie now. Bye. That's it. Wanted Matthew Broderick to come out. What are you still doing here? It's over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kill a woman with my car. I'm going to murder somebody soon. with my car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One last deep cut for you. Okay, so I have to ask you this. About this final scene, which seemed more anachronistic to you? The fact that the lady selling him the airplane ticket at the airport said smoking or non-smoking, or the fact that there was a lady at the airport selling airplane tickets. Oh, right. Yeah. All, all I could hear was <laughs> you screaming the word smoking from all the way in Georgia. I could just hear you. Yeah. No, I was negative two at the time. It was a nice, it was a nice year. All was right. There, was there a non-smoking section back <laughs> yes, then in a so- tiny pressurized yes, metal tube yes, flying through the was. air? There was. They're like, oh, but you're sitting in the non-smoking side of the airplane. You should be fine. (laughs) All right. Window seats are smoking. Aisle seats are (laughs) non-smoking. Tell you what, crack crack the window of this airplane a little bit. Who's got the baby? Bring it right over here. I'm going to blow smoke in its face right now. I swear to fucking God. All right. Well, I think after a masterpiece like that, the closing question is obvious. If this movie was a person... Where would you take it on your dream date? Oh, uh, I want to say the back of a Volkswagen. Maybe. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> or, no, uh, uh, I doubt hundred percent gay nineties, topless and bottomless go-go girls. The strip club. <laughs> That's excellent. Yep. Good answer. Yep. Here I was thinking an upstairs hotel room in a bar called Whiskey, but yeah, I yeah, like heat no, stuff. Yeah, no, shot at those motherfuckers. What was it? Whiskey fuck hutch. I don't yeah, know. I whiskey like whiskey. fuck hutch. I like that idea too. All right, that's our retirement that's my drink plan. Name. All right. Whiskey fuck hutch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it for a review of Abby, but that's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to inch that much closer to episode 200. So, Eli, tell us what's on deck. Well, gentlemen, uh, next episode is in June, and you know what June means. It better not be June-tacular. Mormon movie month. Oh, right, right. That's right. We'll be kicking off a month of Mormon guests and movies with Legacy, the story of the pioneers. 
a propaganda retelling of Joseph Smith that would make North Korea blush. Oh, all right. Okay. I actually am looking forward to that one. Mormon so, movie-tacular. Yeah, I get, no. I get to say this all, all gen... No. <laughs> so with no taculars whatsoever to look forward to, we're going to bring episode More 197 to a merciful close. Of- Once again, a huge thanks yeah. to all the Patreon donors that help make this show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help a ton by leaving a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist, Citation Need, and The Skeptic Ride, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law office of P. Andrew Torres. Tim Robertson takes care of our social media. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of People Drafts on Mars, although the music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bostick, I'm No Illusions. Promise to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club Club. Detective Cass eventually became the chief of police in South Bend, Indiana, but he got demoted for being, you know, kind of snippy about it when he caught all his captains using the N-word. Mama Potter wished a damn sex demon would possess her once in a while. The trickster god Eshu got a job at Air Maroc and wouldn't be defeated again until the year 2019. But that's another story. There's a Pete Buttigieg reference, everybody. I didn't get Eli's ah, either. Got it. Okay. I, I didn't get Mine it. was I didn't remember the lady in Casablanca who I yelled at. She was mean to me. All of oh. our jokes were funny if you knew the back Look, information. One person out there is going to love it all. Yeah. I think you, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to listen to this episode and I'm going to nerve it. All right. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.